Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Today's guest is Christina Banks, Ph.D., Director, Interdisciplinary Center for Healthy Workplaces at the University of California, Berkeley, who will be speaking on answers to stakeholder questions. What should you know? Good afternoon, you guys. How are you doing? Hanging in there? It's kind of exhausting going from event to event to event to event. And I'm, uh, I'm Christina Banks. I am from the University of California, Berkeley. I direct the Interdisciplinary Center for Healthy Workplaces. And I'm, I'm going to introduce my buddy here, David Gray. He's going to help me do this session. And so, uh, David, do you want to say anything? Um, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Th this is not a mosh pit, okay? But you it know, could she, turn into one. It could turn into one. Listen, we only have 17 minutes. I know. So let's. Uh, have you introduced yourself yet? Well, yeah. Just, well, I'll, I'll say a couple more things. Please. Okay. So uh, I have been coming to Cornet for about six. Maybe this is my seventh year. I'm an industrial organizational psychologist. I've been a consultant and I've been a an academic for over 40 years, yes, and um, and I care a lot about the built environment, and so... A healthy workplaces, what, what, you've got four people, five people that work there, are they all doctors and something? Not everyone. But pretty close. Pretty close. And so it's a wide range of optics of the social sciences. Right. Oh, and, fantastic. And I should probably say that our mission at the Interdisciplinary Center is to uh, gather all known science across disciplines in order to understand employee health and well-being, in order to create uh, an integrated, holistic approach to creating healthy workplaces. So when I'm talking about across disciplines, I don't mean within psychology, you know, a few degrees of separation. I'm talking about architects, architecture, design, public health, public policy, economics, psychology, technology, medicine, occupational health, and who knows what else gets thrown into the bucket. So uh, one reason I, I love coming to Cornette is because you have such an important job and you have so much potential to change the way we design workplaces. So I know I need to work with you and that's one reason why we're having this session today. So. So I'm going to ask four questions from some pros that couldn't be here. The three by five cards are for additional questions. Not that we'll get to today because we've got 15 minutes remaining, but she's doing a white paper and she will, if you play, she'll pay. We'll circulate the white paper. You'll be a part of things. And her group really, are, the Sally Augustines, et cetera, extremely sharp, totally get workplace. They, they certainly have their... I'll call it a real estate broker confirmation bias. They're excited about things being human-centric, and I'm sure it's going to happen. The first question comes from a beloved Kate North, and those of you that know Kate North, superstars, uh, global chair of WE, and I'll say it, she's in play, okay? I got a green light to do that. Um, she's speaking on behalf of the CREs. 
My budget is not unlimited. What are the things people need most from the workplace? What do you, how do you handle that? All right, so obviously I prepared some uh, notes ahead of time and uh, this, is, this is such a tough question because I know you have to defend what you recommend uh, every inch of the way, but I also have to also defend what I do every inch of the way. So my answer is uh, you need to attack the things that matter most to the people who are in the organization. And so that's not my answer. My answer is what do people need most? And what we know from decades of science on this topic is that uh, people have basic human needs. And they are things like autonomy, belonging, competence, fairness, equity. Uh, these are very important qualities that we have and it's a pretty good bet that if we create workplaces that satisfy these ba basic needs, that they will be highly productive, highly engaged, uh, produce the organizational outcomes that every business wants. And uh, if I, as I have said in other sessions, the pathway to productivity and engagement and other important outcomes is through health and well-being. So there's a very strong connection, predictive relationship between well-being, well health and well-being, and productivity and all these other things. What we have to figure out is what do we create in the built environment that will produce that health and well-being. So I have some suggestions. Um, so what we need to do is to invoke some design qualities that actually are tied to satisfaction of basic needs. And I'm going to tell you some of these, and uh, I can't go through them in depth, but you will see their obvious connection. First of all, security. You know, people feeling secure. Connection to each other and to the organization. Flexibility. We've heard flexibility all over the map, but it's tied to basic human needs. Uh, predictability. This is one that is not talked about nearly enough, but the fear of the unknown and the, and the disappointment of not getting what you need when you need it is huge. Uh, equity, which is fairness and comfort. We know a lot about ergonomics and uh, both physical and psychological comfort. And then privacy. So these are the directions. So what do you prioritize first? Well, we know uh, a pretty good bet is security. So the safety security aspect so that people want to come back to the office. But connection is the piece that was most missing through remote working. And so if we don't create a, a great environment to allow connection, we're really missing the boat. Flexibility and predictability are my next two. And so how do you, how do you find out whether you're satisfying people's basic needs? You go ask them. You say, what is happening in this environment that is giving you a sense of security and what is not? And then you take e any of those design qualities and get the feedback, you know, what, what are you sensing in terms of connection? Where are we missing the boat? Where is it strong? Wherever you're missing the boat, have them tell you what will make the connection, okay? So you can't do it without the occupants. And I, and I let the record show I'm done with that question. That's, no, that's dynamite. And I like that you finished uh, your answer with, Choice. That's been a big talk in a number of sessions. You know, do you have the where and some great posts on LinkedIn from a few of you, I'm sure, 
about are we giving people the choice so they're involved, they're co-creating, not collaborating. Rex Miller, do you know him? I do. I think everybody knows he's, uh, he's wellness, health, fitness. How can we demonstrate that empathy and mental health, Christina, is the number one objective? Is this an employee right? Is, is he's looming with that. Okay, if you don't think it's an employee right, then you are going to disappoint people and they're gonna walk out the door. Because what we know right now is that people have suffered greatly through the pandemic. And if, if it hasn't been repeated 100 times at this conference, uh, you know, I'll repeat it 101 times. So mental health is critical. So that, you know, I've heard people say, how can I, how can I demonstrate empathy? Well, you guys can do a lot in this area, okay? So the first thing I would say, and please don't take this wrong, the first thing is to do no harm through what you do, okay? And so if you start creating uh, environments that frustrate people, that do not uh, take into account the kind of uh, emotional balance that they need, you're gonna do harm. And also there's, there's a lot of things. If you don't know how something is going to work, how it's really gonna work, then chances are it's not gonna work as you intended. And we don't have time for me to go through a, a lot of things that we're creating and that aren't gonna work the way you think it's gonna work. So do no harm and you need to check with people whether they will use it as intended, okay? Secondly, technology. The tech, this place is full of technology. And so the question is, uh, is it human-centered? Well, that's not a very helpful question because what's human-centered, right? So what we wanna know is whether the key benefits of that technology can be realized. What they promise, they actually deliver. And the other side of the equation is, it does not have side effects. And that by using it, people are harmed, okay? And it, we don't have, people don't have to die, but people shouldn't get sick, couldn't get disabled, can't have hand problems, uh, don't worry about Big Brother watching them, that, that sort of thing, okay. So here's another thing that I think is very important. Um, we wanna make sure that people can meet where they wanna talk with others and for as long as they need to talk. And this is part of the technology, the monitoring, the occupancy monitoring aspect is make sure connection is primary and that people can go where they need to go, do what they need to do for as long as they need to do it. So if you cut them off at points where they can't get their work done, they're going to get frustrated and it's going to affect their um, mental health. So we need to build structures, resources, conditions that prevent burnout. How are we doing? Okay. How, uh, burnout's a big thing. So actually a colleague of mine, Christina Maslach, who's the queen of the all, everything on burnout, has identified six strategic areas, some of which are in, in your domain. Uh, demand overload. Okay, that's a key thing to address. Check out your designs and your uh, arrangements that you have in the workplace to make sure that people have control over their work demands. And I don't mean the boss, what the boss says, but how it works, 
how the environment works. Another one is lack of control, you know, whether it's temperature, whether it's being able to book a, a conference room and so on, that's another one. The breakdown of community. So that has to do with connection and being able to uh, freely socialize and, and affiliate. Absence of fairness. Now this is a tough one because how do you communicate fairness in a physical place? Well, you communicate it by how you represent them. And so, you know, if you don't give really good stuff to a certain group and really bad stuff to another group, if you don't do that and everybody feels they got free access to all the resources, they're going to have a sense of fairness, okay? This is way too much uh, for our time here. And then value conflicts. So how can you display messages? How can you display materials? How can you display places in ways that communicate what your values are in the organization and you make sure there is uh, congruence between the values of the people there and what you build? All right, number three, number four, five minutes left, I know. Okay, go. Vic Benya, I don't know how you selected Vic Benya's questions, oh. but um, great outsourcing, not a broker, we all know Vic. Uh, how do we ensure both physical and psychological safety in the workplace? I feel like you've touched on that. Yeah, I touched on it a little bit, and um, I just want to talk about what psychological safety is. And, and that is that uh, it is the sense that you have the freedom to be oneself and authentic in an environment without fear of repercussions. And so that's, that's all we need to, okay. And I, thank you, <laughs> and hold on. Last question, and then someone from the room can spark up if they'd like to. Uh, Simon Davis, uh, who's been quite the, the pundit during this conference, uh, says that RTO stands for reluctantly trudging occasionally. So he's a technologist that isn't too excited about people being pushed back to work. Do we need to return to the office? What is the intent of the office with an wow. accent? Okay, so the way to think about it is that people have been away from the mothership for quite a while. And they've learned how to be you know, very productive during that time and they've been in an environment that is curated for themselves, all right? And so we can think about what are the design qualities that are in remote working that have really worked for people. And so we can talk about um, privacy. You know, they can, they can work in privacy. Uh, they don't have somebody peering over their shoulder or walking behind them. Security, they can guarantee their own safety and security within their home. They have flexibility, which means they can work wherever they want, albeit keeping the kids aside and dogs and all that. And comfort, they can be in their sweatpants, okay? So there's a big pluses with remote working. Now, when we talk about return to the office, we gotta bring what they love about working from home into the office. And it's got to swamp whatever is keeping them working at home. So what do they get at the office? Well, we already know this, connection. If you can't deliver on connection, they're gonna go back home. 
Okay, that's the number one thing they're saying they need. They want to be able to see their friends. They want to talk to their bosses. They want to develop new relationships, connection. They want to feel like they're part of the mothership again. Okay, equity. This is a huge thing. At home, people who have been traditionally disadvantaged, they want to stay home. Why? Because they don't get harassed. You know, because they're in charge of their lives from home. How can we bring them back into the office? By the way, they're reluctant to come back to the office because they don't want to go back to the harassment. They don't want to get, you know, uh, the exclusion. Um, so we've got to set up situations where they feel comfortable reintegrating into the office. Flexibility. True flexibility, which means you can go where you need to go to do your work. So it means multiple uh, work areas. And I, and I love Kay Sargent's idea of the hierarchy of different uh, uh, environments to work in because it makes sense. And the number one thing that I got from that is you're eliminating disruptions. So noise factors, people factors, uh, disruptions just kill productivity. And the last thing is predictability. Wi-Fi, technology, everything works. They know how to do it. There are no surprises, and it helps them do their job without side effects. So that's We my have answer. less than a minute. We distribute these cards. How do you connect with these people and make sure that you have the data on their cards to contribute back white paper? Okay, first of all, I love this uh, session because I could ask David, go out and tell me, what do you want to know? And then I'll find the people who can answer that, the true interdisciplinary model, okay? What do you want to know? I want to know what is bugging you and where you think the gap is between where you want to be and what you can deliver, okay? And so if you will write down a question, I don't care if it's two or three, but on the back, uh, put your name and your contact information, and I'll collect all of this and we, and I'll talk it over with David. He'll he'll make no. sure it's no okay, and uh, and I will write responses to those questions and then get it out to you, and then we'll keep iterating, right? So you can keep asking me questions. We'll keep updating this, and we'll just start a database that you'll have access to. Deal. Sh She's an for people new to Christina Banks, an amazing resource on this side of the storm that people don't know how far, how are we going to describe an ROI? We have no data points in the office, et cetera. So write those questions down just to her. Colliers doesn't need to look at yeah, your personal Collier's, information. No, they're no, not we don't care. Yet. We don't care. And where should we just uh, drop the cards right up here? I'll, yes. If you can We're at actually time. pass them down this way and David will collect them. I'll do that. Okay, and I'm happy to talk to anybody out there if anybody has some follow-up questions. Thanks so much for showing up for this session. Really appreciate it. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org content to submit your idea.